Nutrition is remarkable in its ability to have people with completely opposite views saying they have science to support completely opposite views. Frustrating, isn't it? What are we supposed to believe? Welcome to Dynamism Biohacker. My name is Dr. Matt Hammett, wellness and nutrition expert, lifestyle trainer, and movement enthusiast. And each week, I'm going to share with you how to make the right nutritious choices despite conflicting expert opinions, where I help you to discover how to unlock your inner aborigine or your inner greatness. Thank you for spending this time with me today. So let's get into the training. The body is always striving to optimize balance. And that fact becomes apparent when we observe how the brain coordinates every cell, organ system, and the entire organism as a whole. Our bodies are ultimately working to attain homeostasis, a stable internal environment in which the cells can function efficiently. It means balance or stability, like a teeter-totter while playing at the playground. The term is slightly misleading because it implies a kind of a static state. In this training, we're going to look at stress. We have all heard that stress is bad. But did you know without stress, your brain wouldn't function properly? Your heart wouldn't pump blood. Without stress, we would die. You see, it's the type of stress and how you perceive it that matters. And that leads me to dynamism biohack, stress foe or friend. Dynamism is the enthusiastic quality or charism that dynamic people possess that characterizes them by their vigorous action and progress. They step outside that it's genetic cliche, the blame it, name it, and tame it with a drug approach into what I call true health. This is the health class your doctor doesn't know, the wellness prevention and health promotion solution, how to get and stay well for a lifetime. That's dynamism. You never really achieve a static state while trying to stay balanced on a teeter-totter. It is dynamic and always in motion. Likewise, our biology never actually achieves homeostasis. And then you are done trying, the way you might have quit that teeter-totter. Rather, each second, our bodies are making physiological adjustments at the microcellular level and behavioral changes at the macrocellular level. It keeps us functioning during the constantly changing circumstances in our environment that we call life. So the term allostasis more accurately describes the ongoing microcellular and macrocellular changes due to our stress response. Allostasis is also known as the physiological and behavioral process that the body undergoes to restore stability or dynamic equilibrium. I love to use an analogy. I was a competitive swimmer for many years growing up, so bear with me on this one. But imagine you're a a dude wearing these huge swim trunks and you're at the deep end of the swimming pool and all of a sudden some jerk kid, you know, swimming underwater He adds weights to your pockets and your trunks, right? While you're trying to tread water and stay up. While you notice him doing this, you're drastically trying to tread water so as to stay afloat 
and you take out the racks from your pockets so you can stay float. But every time you take one out, he keeps putting two more in place. What a jerk. You know, this dynamic struggle is very stressful to you because you are in the deep end of a pool trying not to drown. And if you cannot keep up, that kid keeps putting rocks in your pocket and you're going to drown. If you are lucky enough not to drown, that added weight, which is very stressful, is putting you into a sympathetic fight or flight response. And that's going to eventually kill you if you don't get the weights out of your pocket. Just like swimming in a deep end of the pool with rocks in your pocket, our bodies are always working in an intelligent way to maintain our body temperature, our pH, our oxygen levels, blood glucose levels, hormones, and so forth while we're undergoing a stressful state to ensure our survival. This stress response is a normal, natural, physiological response. It never stops or rests. It continues in a dynamic way without us ever having to think about it. And when that rock or a stressor is added to your pocket, it throws us off balance and we experience stress. If the rocks are left in a, our pocket and we continue to choose to allow that kid to put more rocks in our swim trunks, our bodies make the highly intelligent decision to adapt to this new environment, good or bad. The point is that regardless of the stressor, the body turns on the same stress response. And the important thing to understand is that our body reacts to all of these different stressors the same way each time because of our ancient human stress response. It does not matter what the stressor is or whether it is real or even imagined. Your body's physiology is receiving its instructions from the same genetic code our ancestors received. The physiological stress response does not create health. It does not heal. It merely allows short-term survival in the pathogenic environment we're in. Essentially, it buys you and I time to get to a healthy environment one that is less toxic and deficient, to a better environment that's more pure and sufficient. Our toxic and deficient lifestyle choices are like rocks added to our pockets as we tread water. They slowly sink us and force our existence to be more challenging and stressful. Whether you are stressed about your job or your exhausting relationships or you're running for your life from a pack of wolves in the forest or frightened by a poisonous snake, your body is making the intelligent response, thus providing the same predictable fight or flight response by making the appropriate chemicals, hormones, and behaviors that are necessary for your survival each time you and I find ourselves stressed out. So our stress response has been that way since the dawn of human existence. Yep, how our stress response works has been the same since the creation of Homo sapiens. The stress response, which is controlled by our central nervous system, is the same today as it was millennia of years ago. 
And that's the problem. We are not wired to deal with present-day stress with a DNA coded for wild primal living. Most people are aware that stress in our lives may eventually kill us. But the fact of the matter remains, long-term stress lie at the root of many diseases. And it also keeps us alive and is necessary for our survival in short-term form. This is especially true if you need to run away from a roaring tiger in the middle of the jungle. The types of stressors human beings are exposed to have changed over time due to many environmental factors. The problem is our stress response has essentially not changed at all. Living, adapting, and evolving inside each modern human is our inner aborigine, the nervous system of our ancient ancestors trying to cope with the stressors of modern day society. And although humans are primate animals, we are unique from other animals in that we have the ability to think through stressful thoughts. And that elicits the same physiological response as if we were actually in physical danger. You know, author and stress researcher Robert Sapolsky, he writes, viewed from the perspective of the evolution of the animal kingdom, sustained psychological stress is a recent invention. He says that mostly it's limited to humans and other social primates. See, it's not always that stressor itself that becomes the problem, but rather, and listen carefully, It is our interpretation and our reaction to the type of stressor which dictates a person's response to it. It would be more accurate to say that, as Robert Saplowski explains in his book, Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers, he says that chronic or repeated stressors can potentially make you sick or can increase your risk of being sick. Stressors, even if massive, repetitive, or chronic in nature, do not automatically lead to illness. You know, personality plays a huge role in all this. For example, people with type A personalities are more likely to develop heart disease compared to other people who are, you know, more adept at shutting off their stress response, despite exposure to the same stressor. So let me explain how this acute or short-term lived versus chronic or long-term lived stress relates to us today. Our ancient ancestors were not exposed to the ongoing chronic stress that we modern humans face. So our genome does not know what to do with this kind of stress. Our ancestors' stress was short-lived. It was acute. It often involved in escaping predators or winning a fight for dinner. Acute stress, the short-term stress, saves lives, actually. And I recall a case from the 1990s of a mom who used this surge of adrenaline to lift a car off of her baby. Do you remember that story? You know, our ancestors, they may have used this type of response after fighting off a bear with our bare hands or fighting off an infection caused by that bear. The release of adrenaline that we feel during acute stress episodes is a normal adaptive function of the central nervous system trying to protect itself from the real or perceived threats so as to ensure our survival. 
The characteristics of the stress response are demonstrated by the intensity and the duration of the acute or chronic stress. Chronic stress is most damaging to our physiology. In general, heart disease, obesity, stroke, infectious disease, anxiety disorders, depression, autoimmunity, ulcers, and even gastrointestinal issues, just to name a few. All of these are considered diseases of modern civilization caused by chronic stress that we have never been exposed to in our human evolution. So I hear all this talk about evolution of stressors. The truth is when talking about the evolution of stress, we actually have none. There is no evolution of stress. It was and is the same response that our ancient ancestors had. It had not really evolved at all since ancient time. What has evolved, however, are the deficient and the toxic lifestyle choices and other types of environmental stressors that people are exposed to. Pollution, toxins in the air, soil, and heavy metals. In that respect, This is the key to understanding why stress kills. Our central nervous system was designed to protect us from acute stressors that are relatively short in duration, 30 minutes or less. The types of danger that our ancestors were exposed to is very much the same as the dangers that animal face living in the wild today. Our ancestors had to hunt food, escape from predators, and defend their territory. Threats could be hiding behind every bush, and the human stress response was designed to respond to short-term acute threats that were short-lived. They certainly did not drag out for days on end like they do today. Think of your work. Think of your relationships. Think of your family problems. See, modern humans face many social, mental, chemical, physical, and synthetic environmental threats. Our primal stress response activates to these threats the same way that we did as our ancestors. By the way, how does our central nervous system detect something in our synthetic environment if it was never part of our ecosystem in our history? Think about that. So it's the psychological nature of stress that has changed between then and now, like we have been discussing throughout this entire training. Your genes matter very little, don't they? It's the environment, guys. More accurately, it's the environmental toxicities and deficiencies that change our DNA and turn on the expression of bad genes, so to speak. Our distant ancestors does not experience the ongoing chronic stress that we modern humans are subject to. And that's the crux of our story. Once the stress was gone, they returned to being relaxed, playing and socializing with one another. The primal differences is that our ancient ancestors didn't sit around all day and worry about when the next threat was going to happen. Instead, our ancestors would have dealt with the stressors as they emerged, then they moved on. And you already know the importance of movement. The movement is not exercise, 
movement transcends and includes our exercise. We want to move every 20 to 30 minutes from 1 to 7 minutes in our daily life while we are awake, period. If you are a current patient in our office, thank you so much for your confidence in us. And if you are not a patient, I certainly would love to meet you someday. Go to our website, newlifefamilychiropractic.net. And also, I just want to remind everyone that we got the same 24 hours in a day. I'm no busier than you are. But if your goal is to live a happier, healthier, and fuller life, you've got to learn to manage yourself. And that means managing your movement, which drives your energy. Energy. When we better manage our energy, we're better able to be more present and enjoy our life. We're better able to manage our five pillars of a dynamic health. You deserve a life that is peaceful, that is balanced, that is happy, where you have tons of good health. The health that you need, the health that is on demand when you need it most. You see, because health doesn't come to you, it comes from you. It is a fruit that is grown and earned. And I know we all heard the genetic cliche, the blame it, name it, and tame it with the drug approach. But the truth is, the solution doesn't lie with more drugs and surgery. The solution lies with you. You know it's not so much of a healthcare crisis as it is a self-care crisis in our world today. Be more present in the moment and you will have more energy, vibrancy, free from all that anxiety. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I love you. I love hearing from you. So don't forget to reach out to us. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Do so by whatever means is your favorite social media platform. Send me a message there. Let me know that you listened to this episode and what you thought of it. And as always, I appreciate it in advance anyone who is kind enough to write a review for us. That's the ultimate gift. I appreciate very much for that. I can't wait to do this again next week. I know you're getting so much value from this and I'm honored to do it for you. I'm Dr. Matt Hammett reminding you to lighten up, move better, and live fuller. Until next, Dynamism Biohack.